Happy Trendy Tuesday, listeners. I'm your host, Chase Baker, bringing you a new episode of Trendy, a podcast focused on the top trends every Tuesday going on in today's world. For our first trend of the day, we'll look at the inflation rates across the EU and how those are comparing against each other and the US, the buy now, pay later industry, and the six different types of unemployment and why each one is important. Let's take a look. For first trend of the day, we'll look at the inflation rate across the EU and the different European countries. Now, inflation is probably the top story across 2022 because that was the year it exploded from the low single digits to the high single digits and is the highest it's quote unquote been in the last 40 years, which in one way is terrible, but in the other way, we've had 40 years of falling and low inflation. So there's something to celebrate within that news. The EU as a whole has an inflation rate around 9.2% and their interest rates at around 2.5%. Now to compare that to how the US is approaching it. We have increased our interest rates to 4.5% and our inflation rates are 6.5%, which just at a macro level tells you how aggressively the U.S. is trying to take down inflation. And part of that, from my view, is what looks like a delayed response from the Fed. And now they're trying to get back in front of the rising prices that are spreading everywhere in the economy. Now, not all EU countries are created equal. The largest three make up the majority of the economy in Europe, which is Germany, France, and Italy. France just reported an unexpected slowdown in their inflation rates, just as Spain and Germany did as well. And that's mostly thanks to falling energy prices. So hopefully that means, you know, Jacques in France can buy his baguette for less than it normally is, or Hans in Germany can get his hamburger much cheaper. But it seems that everyone is marrying the same approach where interest rates are gonna keep up where they are, or if not higher, in order to tamp down inflation, which is starting to trend down for the US and across the EU countries as well. For second trend of the day, the buy now, pay later industry. Now this is one that has really exploded in the last few years. And there are a number of big players coming out of this area. One of the largest and most well known is Klarna, which if you haven't used or heard about any of the buy now, pay later platforms, essentially what they do is you go to check out for an item on Amazon or some other e-commerce platform, and then they'll split up your transaction to four installments or a set amount of time, and you pay those installments interest-free. Now the way they make money is the vendor that they're partnering with, if you're buying, let's say, a laptop, and the laptop's $1,000, if you use Klarna or Affirm or Split It or another one of the platforms to check out, what they're typically doing is selling that item at a discount through that vendor, and you're paying the full price. So Klarna, in this example, keeps the margin. So let's say you buy a $1,000 laptop, Klarna pays the vendor $950, and then you pay Klarna $250 over four installments, so they get the margin of $50. However, if you don't pay that, then Klarna doesn't get their money, which there's been explosive growth in revenue, but not explosive growth in profits. Affirm is one of the largest players in the US and their revenue last year was $1.3 billion and they lost about $700 million, which looks bad, sounds bad, and it is bad, but their revenue is exploding. Just four years ago, they only had $260 million in revenue. They've more than quadrupled that. It's estimated that the 
buy now, pay later market is expected to grow at about 33% from now till 2027. And in 2020, the buy now, pay later market was valued around $3.8 billion and now is projected to reach $15.4 billion by 2025. There's also a recent survey conducted by the National Retail Federation in 2020, and it found that one third of consumers have used buy now, pay later options at least once in the past year. Now, I think there's a lot of growth and optimism for the buy now, pay later space, but I don't think it is always going to be up into the right for them. I think there's going to be a lot of losers and carnage in this industry as they work to refine their algorithms of who to give access to buy now, pay later to, because it's essentially a alternative to a credit card where you purchase something and then you pay it at the end of the month when your statements do. However, if you can't get a credit card, then this is a good alternative for any items you may purchase. I think buy now, pay later companies will continue to grow, but so will their losses until they figure out better algorithms to help them achieve profitability and minimize their losses. For final trend of the day, the unemployment rate. Now this is an indicator that's commonly discussed on a number of different business networks. However, the unemployment rate is only one number out of six unemployment metrics that are measured every month. And these measurements are measured from what's called U1 to U6. And the unemployment rate that is released every month that everyone pays attention to is U3, which is right in the middle. U1 is where people are unemployed for less than 15 weeks. Actually, wait, no, this just in. It's greater than 15 weeks. U1 is measured for unemployment for 15 weeks or more. U2 is measured as you've lost your job and you've completed temporary jobs. So if you're a seasonal worker and that season you're working for ends, you're considered unemployed under the U2 level. And then U3 is the headline unemployment rate, which is generally reported in most media networks where people who are able to work, ready to work, and have looked for work in the past four weeks, but have not found work. Now U4 is everyone unemployed from the groups before, but they have stopped looking for work and they are the quote unquote discouraged workers because they believe there is no job for them. It's kind of sad. Don't give up U4. Now U5 is everyone from U4 plus those who are marginally attached to the labor market. And then there's U6, which is everyone in the previous groups added up plus those who are working part-time but would prefer to work full-time. Now the unemployment level for each of those is U1 comes in at 1.1%, U2 at 1.6%, U3, the most popular one of the group, is at 3.5%, U4, which includes our discouraged workers, is 3.7%, U5, which includes those who are marginally attached to the labor force, at 4.2%, and then U6, which includes part-time employees as well, which at, comes in at 6.5%. Now, as someone who loves stats and numbers and looking at all the different ways to measure this, I'm sure there's other cool metrics to look at how these rates vary by state or industry or demographic. I could give some more insight here, but the indicator I wanted to point out today was that the unemployment rate that you see every month or hear about if you pay attention to it is not the only one to know about. There's plenty of people who want a job that are discouraged or only work part-time or aren't necessarily completely involved in the labor force. There was a story that came out about a year ago when COVID hit and everyone started working remotely. It was called a she session because a lot of the caretaking came and fell upon the female shoulders. And so there's a number of people that left the labor force because of this shift. And I think it's important to note changes like that because it's easy to look at a macro number and look at that's what 
what's happening or looking at a big picture, but really there's a lot of details that are painting that larger number and it helps to dive into the details now. So next time you see unemployment numbers come out, ask yourself, I wonder how the people in group U4, five or six are doing. Thankfully those numbers are trending down, but if we see a change, we'll be sure to report it here first on Trendy. Now for the recap portion of the show. For our first trend of the day, inflation is trending down across the EU country. And it looks like everyone's taking the same approach to pump up their interest rates to stop inflation. So Pierre in Paris can buy his pasta for cheap. Or second trend of the day, the buy now, pay later industry, which has been referenced to a few times as the buy now default later because it still has some kinks to work out, but the opportunity growth and potential is there, but the certainty isn't quite. So stay tuned on the news in that space. A lot of the companies that had the highs during the pandemic, such as Affirm, Klarna, and Sezzle, are now down roughly 80%, which is a great price if you want to invest in that, but might be too much if they go bankrupt. And for our third and final trend, the unemployment rate. The number that's reported every month is not the only number to pay attention to. And the rates also vary quite a bit by country. You have countries like Singapore with the best unemployment rates at 2%, and the worst unemployment, such as South Africa, at 32.9%. But that number is only part of the picture. And there's unemployment from structural shifts in our industries where skills need to be shifted into where the economy is going. And people that are unemployed, underemployed, or discouraged are not always counted in these metrics. Thankfully, unemployment is declining, but it's not the only number to look at. Thanks for listening today. I'm your host, Chase Baker. Tune in next Tuesday for a brand new episode. And remember, trends are your friends. So share this podcast with your friends and all the trends you learn about. Thanks for listening.